0: This week on Movie Time Machine, two Los Angeles homicide detectives are dispatched to a northern town where the sun doesn't set to investigate the methodical murder of a local teen. This is Insomnia. Welcome to Movie Time Machine, your retro movie review podcast where we take movies from the past and relive them in the present. This week's movie is Insomnia, directed by Christopher Nolan, released in the year 2002. But before we dive into our movie of the week, let's go around the table and let's do some introductions. First, I want to introduce you to, he loves all things space, Casey, what's up? Hello. And he loves all things united, Chris. Hey guys. Hey guys. <laughs> And he blew our minds with Micro Machines. NES as his favorite game. They kind kept your minds. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> all right, let's get on with the show. Uh, this week is Insomnia. It was released in the year two thousand two, May twenty-four, two thousand two. Directed by Christopher Nolan. In the written year two thousand
1: We were all thinking it. I am so happy somebody did it. <laughs>
0: right? If you do that. You do that once in a while, Chris. So when it when it counts, so thank you. That's so I'm here uh, This for, one was written by Hillary, is it Sites? Sites? Seats? Yeah. Uh, Swank, yeah. Hillary Swank? Swank.
2: Oh, yeah. Hillary no. Swank. She wrote this. <laughs> I wrote that. Hillary Swank. Hot wrong. or not? Wrong. <laughs> no. The answer is what? no.
0: The street, yeah. And it was based off a book and a previous movie that was released in, was it Switzerland? No. I'm getting that wrong. Right? Swiss a, film? No. no, Swedish, Swedish, Swedish Swedish. Yes, Swedish, Swedish, film, yeah, Swedish, came Sweden. out in 1997. So yeah, yeah. I feel like we do that a lot, where we take Not things sweet out, but from Sweden. other
2: countries. Like, didn't we do that with like? Uh, I know we did that with The Killing. I think that was Swedish, um, originally. But then I feel like we also did it with like it was like a like the border or something like that, which was a similar thing to The Killing, a murder on the border of two separate countries, and we had to decide who owned what. I don't and think one. Know the there board. was so that like
3: vampire movie with the like little girl vampire. Oh, let, the right,
1: let the right one in. Yeah,
2: yeah,
3: yeah.
1: that yeah. was the remake. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. Also, that was the director. I think that's the same director. Wasn't that Matt Reeves? Like uh, the guy that's doing the new Batman. I think so.
0: Ah, or uh, what was? Or it well, one? the
1: remake was at least.
0: Hot tension and hot tension. No. Okay. No Not a hit. <laughs> <laughs> Just I don't have Showtime. Sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> Whoa. Well, uh, some pretty heavy hitters here for uh, actors and taking roles in this film. We have Al Pacino, Robert Robin Robert <laughs> Robin Williams, and Hillary. Bobby Swain. Williams. Bobby. 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 Rest in peace.
1: And then did you notice like, so the, um, the other detective, so that actor's named Martin Donovan. Yeah. Is like, so he's in the trailer for tenant and like, cause I know that's as far as I got before I turned the trailer off. And I was like, well, that's kind of interesting. He finally brought that, you know, that actor back into a movie.
0: Right. He's mixing it up finally.
1: Yeah. Like he's yeah, <laughs> active. Yeah. Adding a few more characters, but maybe still bring him back to people he's worked with in the past. So it'll be interesting, but I, I mean, he always picks such great actors, I feel like, for the parts. So it, it'll be right. fun to see uh, what Tenant's all about. Right. He's I've, heard, a- I've heard good things about Tenant, by the way. Like I said, I refuse to watch any tr- new trailers, anything for it. I watched like the first tw- like 30 seconds of one of the trailers and I'm like, what am I doing? I know I'm in. So just stop. Yeah.
0: I've been I've been doing the same thing, at least for anything that I've I've seen. It's it's always been like the same scene. So I'm like, OK, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good exactly. with like the car flipping around scene. Yeah, that's that exactly times. what I was going to say. <laughs> I don't even know that scene. But yeah, so
3: on, for me. I just know they all wear really nice suits. Well, that's yes. a, that's a Nolan. I see screen caps like on article titles and stuff. So all I see is them in suits. That's a Nolan flick for you right there. Right. So
0: Nolan dresses his uh, characters up like Nolan. As, as right myself. i
1: saw like the side by side of like leo in uh inception and like how nolan dresses all the time and i'm like yeah that's a yep. Annie. <laughs> like even <laughs> yeah, the I'm hair so is same. done well <laughs> yep <laughs> are we gonna talk about uh what we're
2: currently watching um chris, no chris you oh do you, what do you want to talk sh- about yeah, sure we well, can here, rewind here. it just like we can go back just no, no, like no, no. we don't we don't have to then then i just want this no, as an good. aside because i'm feeling upset and here's Ooh. the thing, that is a that is a very, very common feeling for me to have. So let's just to be, upset. Well, to be upset. upset. That's a baseline for me. Yeah. But over so, what?
0: So here's okay, the let's thing. Go in, hey, let's, let's go into what we've been watching. What have you been watching, Chris? Yeah, let's talk about a brew section. What are you I upset can, about? I can, I can edit this. I can fix it. Yeah, no, 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 no. no, no. This, this, <laughs> is, this is a exactly I can go fix out. it.
2: Um, oh, all right. So, uh, hey, guys, this is Chris. Um, I'm recently um, watching. Which <laughs> <laughs> smooths it. It should go out like this. This is better You know what? We know it, too. Just keep speaking at the higher register, and we'll all know it,
0: too. Oh, hey, guys. Uh, Chris here Hi again. Guys. Hey, guys. You, this is Chris.
2: Your YouTube
0: channel introduction?
2: Currently. I'm watching three things, and one of the things I want to I want to chat about, and one of the things I'm kind of annoyed by, is this recent play on um, only releasing X amount of episodes and then having things happen weekly, which is, in my opinion, completely antithetic to what the purpose of any streaming service is, like net- like Netflix or Amazon. So. The three things...
3: Who's doing that? I didn't know anyone was doing that.
2: So, Amazon is doing it and Apple is doing it. Um,
1: oh. Is it just certain so... shows, though, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, here's the thing that's happening. So, the three things that I'm watching right now. So, A number one is um, Ted Lasso just started on Apple TV. I'm a huge soccer guy. Um, I loved the character when they came out um, with. Ted Lasso is being like the Tottenham Hotspur coach um, when they did the, uh, the trailers for NBC Sports, getting the, the rights, the viewing rights for, um, for the English Premier League. So that just started. That's on Apple TV, and they released the first three episodes when, it, when they first released it, and now it's been a weekly thing. Um, in addition to that, Amazon is now doing a similar thing where they did it initially with um the documentary called um all or nothing and that is a documentary that they recently came out with and and this is there's, there are multiple seasons of All or Nothing. There's been um, the the Michigan Wolverines. Um, there's been a season of Manchester United in the EPL. But more recently, there's a Tottenham Hotspur season. Um, and they they did the same thing where they released three episodes and now are releasing episodes um, weekly. And the last thing that I'm watching that I am very excited Uh, is here is the boys season two and i absolutely loved the boys season one um, but they did the same thing where they are releasing the first three episodes of the boys um, season two and then it is a weekly um, cadence for the following episodes and for me it is the most annoying thing that's awful did, because I look at these one, they just streaming her, right? services and all of these streaming services are supposed to be the idea that you can binge whatever you want. And so I'm watching three things and I'm just annoyed.
0: I binge can season binge, one, season but one, one, you just have all to all wait things. until they're all
2: released. But doesn't that like kind of all- like, you know, uh, defeat the purpose of like, like they should all be released at once and then I get to binge them all.
3: Well um, hold on here. Can I ask
2: you a question? Do you pre- think pre-tell. if
3: you watched nothing new for one whole year, do you think you have enough things that you have on your like list of things that you've wanted to watch that that you could just watch nothing new for a whole year and be one year behind forever? One hundred percent live my life. I'm way not up to times with things. Yep. So I never wait for things because it's already been out like a year or two before I mm-hmm. even get to it. Oh, so you should do that and your, your life will be happy You won't be upset anymore
2: Yeah and like I've done that with a handful of things But like there are things that I'm very excited for Being a very staunch uh, It's tough when Oscar it's like season fan. 2 of stuff well, Yeah or like there are things that you're like Hotly anticipating right Like season 4 of uh, Stranger Things Right when that comes out I mm-hmm. want July 3rd or 4th To be able to turn that on And watch it in its entirety so, Can we get a definition on the word staunch uh, what is like somebody who I don't know uh, is a unwavering, yeah. Can you steadfast? Use it in or, again, staunch. I'm a staunch Republican. I think is how I've heard it used before. It's, like just somebody who is very like unwaveringly. Then yeah, got it. And so I am a staunch Tottenham Hotspur. Fan so is there, the Hotspur
3: thing? Yeah, it, pretty- it's like. Their season now too, so you can no, no, no. To watch so it in is, a year too. This is from last year, so this was last. Oh, so year. it's already a little old. It,
2: yeah, it's it's Stanch. a year old. So it's because, already like there's old. a
3: the what's the Hard Knocks on on HBO for the NFL season. Mm. I have no desire to go watch last year's Hard Knocks because I already watched NFL last year. I know what happened yeah. in the season. Yada yada. It's only fun to watch like right now as it's training camp. You know before the season starts. So it's not like that though. So I guess. No, yeah,
2: it follows their entire season, but this was like a oh, very like tumultuous okay. season. Yeah, it was last year. It was a tumultuous season cuz they ended up like firing their um their head coach and then they had a very challenging um
3: spoiler alert didn't they win?
2: No. They Over-loss. were they were really bad. They were bad. Oh, so it's going to be great.
3: Yeah, so b-
1: couple, basically, it's a lot of like the background behind the scenes stuff, but
3: it's sure interesting awesome. nonetheless. No, it's super um, interesting. I have a couple
1: thoughts on this, Chris, because I feel similar the way you were describing that, because um, I unless I was late to the party last year with season one of the boys, I know I binged that whole thing. All the way through, and so maybe they didn't do it with season one, so that would piss me off if they did it with season two because I didn't know this, and now I don't want to start it this weekend, which I thought I was going to. So you know what? I will definitely just Cobra Kai it out on Netflix. um I'm but, so glad
2: that came to Netflix too. Me
1: too, because oh. I I only watched it on YouTube, and then I never watched. uh Got into season two, um but then to your point though, so that's what I'm saying. If they're gonna do it then just do it with that series like just so i know what i should be expecting because to your point i thought the exact same thing when stranger things comes out or when ozark season four comes out i'm like i've already waited a year and a half for this i'm ready I'm, to binge right, it. i'm ready to do this exactly yeah, yeah. so that's kind of where i i agree with your statement on the streaming service but if they're going to choose to do that then just it'll be like hey that's the knowledge of when i started the boys like it's going to be one episode a week and i can yeah. Build up and gear up for that, and know that hey, Wednesday nights is going to be Boys Night again. What up?
2: Well, so I just started. I started rewatching every the night's Boys season, Night. Well, the first season of the Boys, and like, okay, this will take me you know a week or two, and then hopefully that will give me enough time to like space out the episodes. So hopefully, like, a, it will give me a refresher on what happened, but b, also hopefully ex- extend um what I could binge once I'm I'm ready. So I don't know, but I just how many don't episodes annoying. are there going to be? Uh I think usually like most things now nowadays are like between like 8 and 10 episodes if they're you know a streaming like a Netflix yeah, original or Amazon oh, original yeah. between 8 and 10.
3: So they're trying to stretch it out over the next couple of months.
2: Yeah. Well so so the thing, I that, I heard, the thing with, that I heard the thing that I heard for wider
0: content that they're going to be having come out so they're trying to like I guess if it's getting like a weekly release are they just trying to stretch that time out of the their. Well, so that's
2: just yeah. what I was gonna say. What you said, Casey. The thing that mm-hmm. I have heard is that they're saying that they're going like they're basically doing this because people can get like a month-long um a month-long subscription for free, like and they just basically get a new email address every time. they are like, oh, I'm gonna do a new, you know, month-long subscription to Hulu or a new month-long subscription to Netflix. And they're saying basically that's how they're trying to combat that Um, is
1: is is basically having everyone's credit cards
2: too and call it a day (laughs) well yeah or like even like regardless if you keep creating new email addresses that problem's still going to persist it's not a matter of how many email addresses somebody can create because that's infinite so but nonetheless it's just an annoyance but those are the three things i'm currently watching um how about you all
1: can we just say Welcome back, Chris. I mean, between the move and everything, I mean, you've come back hard on this episode. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. I'm also <laughs> a enthusiasm and energy. Yeah. I'm a huge fan. Yeah.
2: I'm also going to just take a moment. Ashley and Josie just got home from her mom. So if you guys go through this, I'm just going to be gone for like 10 minutes to say hello to them, and then I'll be right back, okay? Hey, sounds good. That's
1: All right. absurd. Thanks. Yeah, I'll crazy. be right back. All right. I should have have mentioned him after he left. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he's like i'm out of here yeah, right. <laughs> i did it what the heck he's like thanks i did my time See ya. um sorry
1: okay so chad what have you been watching
0: what i've been watching uh i asked you what you were watching but oh, yeah what have i been watching sure uh i just noticed the uh final two episodes of infinity train dropped i don't know recently, that, was that, so.
1: that was that anime you were talking about last week
0: yeah, it's like it's animated. I don't want to say it's anime because that might oh, confuse. Yeah.
1: Hey, I, can I just say, <clears throat> hey, it's that cartoon you're watching?
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's really good. I mean, that the uh, yeah, it's like the Stranger Things crossed with some kind of weird, I don't know, other sci-fi Doctor Whoish Red Dwarf. But yeah, that drop that's really cool. um Then what else have I been watching? More insecure. So doing that. Then I'm waiting for kind of on the same topic, kind of what Chris talk about, but. Um, there's a new show, Lovecraft Country, that started on HBO. So that looks hella creepy. Is yeah. creepy? yeah, yeah. I so we part. are waiting until that's done, so we can pitch like, it. Because like, if it's I good, we want to kind of like plow through it.
1: That's that's but, yeah. the thing is like t- that makes Chris's point. Like for TV, when TV looks that good, and like we have a lot of good TV, and we have a lot of ways to you know view our content these days. I I want to view it like a movie, even if that movie yeah. is. A week long movie, but I want to, I want it, the, all the content of it right then and there to just enjoy it. I feel like, especially like, I don't know, maybe it's because we are all like, uh, I don't know how to put this, all ADD these days. I don't know, like, we're like our attention to like, devices, dude, I'm so ADD. Well, our, just our attention to devices and what we're doing. And I get like, ha- are you watching these movies when you're not on like, your laptop or phone multitasking or just scrolling through things? Uh, probably not. And I think that being able to binge through things rather than do it like three episodes and then one a week. Like I'm going to honestly forget. I'm like, wait, did we meet that person in the first episode? Like I, I'm going to like, how do I piece this together a little bit better? I'm definitely gonna miss part of the story. I feel like.
0: Yeah. Especially like these stories. Like I know like Lovecraft, Lovecraft country is going to have, like there's probably going to be lots of different characters, some weird shit going on to where like three or four episodes deep, you're going to be like, Oh yeah, that was this person from episode one or this, you know, like any kind of right. series like that. Um, or even I- like, cause Hulu does that same thing too. Like they've always done it as far, at least with their newer shows. Like um, I think like homecoming does well, that maybe. Yeah. Like uh handmaid's tale too. It's like, we just kind of wait until like a couple episodes roll out. Otherwise you just like, there's so much that happens and. You forget about it. It's kind of good to kind of watch those back. No,
1: for sure. And then with well, and I think that part of the writers and directors these days, I think that they're expecting, like, especially if it is on a streaming service, which everything is these days, like they're expecting it to be binged. So, like, they can go into detail of certain aspects of like how they're editing it or what they're showing us. And with the idea that, hey, they're going to, you know, it's a half hour episode they're at least getting through three. So like, we're going to get this situation set up in three episodes. Like, and then there's not, you know, not any concern that nobody knows what's going on. I don't know. I like the, I like to binge. That's me. Bingey.
0: What are so you been videos? binging?
1: I have been binging. So, uh, I always try to look for a new comedy to go to sleep to after I get through things. So I've mentioned community a couple weeks ago. So I started Shits Creek. Uh, oh man.
3: That's so funny. <laughs> <I still laughs> love
0: that show.
1: That's the thing. It's like, so like first season, it's like, I'm like, okay, I like this. I'm in second season. Like, I'm like, I don't know. No. And I just started like the third season. Like, it just like, I feel like I get lost in a couple different, like three episodes, maybe I'm not totally into it. And then all of a sudden they introduce a new character or some, a situation happens and then I'm all in again. So um I just, I think all the characters are just really funny and really smart. Like it makes me feel like uh Eugene Levy's kid, Daniel Levy. I'm like, I'm like, is that a character or is that him? I need to see him in something else because he plays that character (laughs) so well. And I'm like, I'll be like super disappointed. is isn't even the right way to put it. But if I see him in another movie after this is over and he – Is the exact same person, I will be so upset. (laughs) Like I'm really just hoping this is such a great character. I'm sure it's a part of him since he writes it. But man, it I think that he's fantastic.
0: I think it was in season three, maybe that's when I feel like that's when Shits Creek like really takes off, and I think it's really good from there on out. But but I think they're making like enchiladas or something like that, and they're supposed to like fold in the cheese. Yeah. They don't know like what it means, so they're just like, Yeah, I know what it means, (laughs) like to fold the cheese and just completely fuck
1: it up well that's the thing and then like they google it <laughs> later i'm like why aren't you googling it before right, <laughs> right.
3: Before right. it's almost like likable arrested development like you like the characters a little bit in the end whereas in rest of development most of them are irredeemable
0: yeah
1: right I, like and, I don't know i think like in now accepting that the you know what they've accepted that they're in this small town, I think it was at the end of season two or something. They accepted that, like, hey, everyone there is helping them out. Like, they need to let go of their old life a little bit. And then I think it's starting to get funnier in that way. Because now yep. they're, they're just big city actor. They're acting big city because that's how they are. But they understand they're in a small town. <laughs> like, in and, grow-
3: and they, like, actually grow and, like, are real people. Whereas in Arrested Development, it's, and don't get me wrong, I love Arrested Development. It's a lot more kind of over-the-top characters. Are you
2: all talking about Schitt's Creek?
3: Yes, sir. I agreed. My initial take was, hey,
2: it's just a take on Arrested Development, which is exactly yep. what I thought it was. And it's not. And I am really impressed by... Well, it's
3: just like a wholesome, more more wholesome Arrested Development. And that same like, uh, overall I, I, story. I think like, I think they're know. both
2: really smart in their own right, but I don't think it's fair to say that they're at all similar that well i mean there may be some similarities but i don't think they're they're that similar at all and i think Shit's creek was really smart in in daniel is it daniel levy yeah yeah he his character in that like steals the show it's the first time you see any form of um it's not bisexual how do what does he call himself fluid or how do they?
1: or fluid no it's not Please fluid don't. Please don't call me on liquid. Sorry, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> liquid snake, um, <laughs> liquid. Snake.
2: <laughs> but yeah, that that series was really pansexual, is what they called it. Um, the first time you have a pansexual um, character and like, he stole the show, and it is smarter than I gave it credit for. For the first couple of seasons, it's good.
1: Chris, it's funny. Like um, my was Megan came in uh, right during. I don't know. Like I think he, he was. I think it was the scene when he was making out with like it was, they were doing not the threesome thing. like the one guy was seeing his best friend and him, and yeah. uh, like and Megan walks in and she's like, "Wait, what's going on? Wait, <laughs> is he? I thought he was gay. Is he gay?" And I go, "Well," <laughs> like and I was like trying to describe it to her, and I'm like, "I cannot think of the name of it." So thank you for pansexual. <laughs>
0: All right, Casey, what have you been watching? Um, well, two
3: documentaries. One super like bummer and the other one's super light uh i late super late to the party but ashley and i just watched 13th um the other day on netflix oh yeah that's a good and one. holy cow is that it was like super well made really heavy um but like i don't know i feel bad that it took me this long to watch it it's almost like essential viewing if you want to understand like shit that's going on is um, that the
0: one about the prison
3: yeah just, just kind of yeah. how about like slavery is still I don't know. It's just been a never ending cycle of the same stuff over and over, just called different things. Yeah, that's really good. Um, But then the other one we watched just because Ashley was flipping through Netflix. Um, What was it called? The Cubers. It was about uh, speed Rubik's Cube solving like kids. And it was Uh, just kind of goofy and offbeat, but ended up being a little bit wholesome in the end. So it was actually a fun little watch writing that down. The, yeah, the cubers. I think I don't know. Hold on, let me find it here. It's somewhere oh, on here. I love squares of color.
0: Oh, I did. Yeah, I did yeah. forget to add that. Um, I also watched that this documentary called Class Action. Yeah, Class Action Park. It's about the, like the action water park. Where is that? that? It was like on the east. It was like in Jersey, something like that. Like in that the eighties. Familiar. Sorry, the speed <laughs>
3: like, cubers. Okay. Thank you. Speed the speed cubers. Speed cubers. That's on Netflix. Yeah, on Netflix. All right, fun little quirky documentary.
1: I like how I was trying to find it so I could save it, and the first thing that comes up is the Speed Creeper. <laughs> Nine episodes didn't last long.
0: All right. So that's what we've been watching. All right. So where were, where we left off, where Chris reminded us that we need to talk about what we've been watching. So, ah, we're talking about actors.
1: You want to get into what else came out in 2002?
0: Give me three picks from 2002.
1: Born Identity, Minority Report, and Stealing Harvard.
0: You just, are you just like seeing if you can
3: name them, or are you reading off a list? I'm, oh, read
1: I'm reading list. off a list, but I just, oh, yeah. I picked two good ones, and then I was going to pick uh, like a kind of Tom Green garbage comedy, and I was going to see <laughs> what happened, but clearly nobody heard of Stealing Harvard.
3: Oh, dude, I saw that movie. Come on. Okay, how about The
1: New Guy? <laughs> Mr. Deeds, the Jackass movie. No. Dude,
3: I loved Mr. Deeds when that came out. I think I saw that twice in the theaters. I have a weird. When I was a kid, I liked Adam Sandler too much. It was too good. Okay, Mr. Um, Deeds. Like Mr. Deeds I...
1: is good for just one liners. Like it's oh, one of the yeah. movies you only like. You might have in the background at parties, like, where oh, the, like the crazy eyes character and all that. Um, one of the other movies we've reviewed, Panic Room, came out then.
3: Oh, no wonder a lot of these films look familiar.
1: Yeah, two of Chris's favorites, uh, Con of Monte Cristo. And here, go uh,
3: back and just cut out this section from that podcast and just splice it in. We already talked go. about this year in film, right? Yeah, you yeah, yeah. no <laughs> <kidding. We> Just <laughs> cut it back Fine. in. Right. No no, will no, right. right. That's a good point. Yeah, get out of here. We're it will real. sound like super different.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it will not sound. I don't know, because I don't remember seeing Stealing Harvard on here, but whatever. Um, cool. Well, I don't know. It was a DC year, not great. I remember. Yeah, actually, now I remember because we talked about Equilibrium, I believe, on the last one.
0: Yeah. Well, oh, again, too, this is like a year after 9-11, probably. Oh, yeah. That had some impact on Hollywood. but Sweet. Cool. Year in review. Done, done, done. All right. Hey, Chris, how did this movie do in the box office?
1: Okay, uh, just for fun, the Best Picture nominations for 2002 were uh, Gosford Park. Mulan Rouge, In the Bedroom, A Beautiful Mind, and The Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring. Beautiful Mind win? Uh, beautiful Mind won
2: that year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's interesting. Baz Luhrmann is a really
1: interesting director to me, and I actually really like Moulin Rouge.
3: Oh yeah, I love that movie.
1: Yeah, Moulin Rouge is great. Like, that's one of those ones that I like. Think I'm like, do I want to watch that? I'm like, it's been probably like ten or fifteen years since I've seen it, but like, I don't want to ruin my memory of it.
0: (laughs) Is that the? Is that like the musical with uh, Ewan McGregor?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Did you trying think
2: Gatsby? Oh, I I really liked Gatsby a lot. The Great
3: Gatsby. I thought that was a good one. Gatsby. Super visually intriguing. Yeah,
2: I
1: I thought it was visually so cool. I think even the music, like the way,
2: yeah, the music, I the thought
3: music was really played
1: on it really well, and I think even the, the music was, I think the music for the uh, movie was produced by like Jay Z, if I remember correctly.
3: Yeah. Yep. Yep.
2: Yeah. The one, the one song that I remember loving in, uh, um, oh shoot, what was the this Kanye song when they're driving? No, to the it O-Kart. was uh, the Roxanne song. Oh, in Moulin Rouge? Yeah, in Moulin Rouge. I just just absolutely loved that song. You don't have to wear that
3: dress tonight.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I got it down. Don't worry. God, is that... I'm trying to think of what... Was that... um, I'm trying to think of the actor that was in in Waiting as the chef. And then he was also in...
3: Oh yeah, I know you're talking about it. he wasn't the one that was singing there. No, it no? was okay. John Leguizamo. <laughs> no, 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 not John
2: Leguizamo. John Favro? It... No, oh, it's not I mean, John Favro. It's um he's like uh uh it's more of like a Spanish or Hispanic sounding name. Um hmm. He played Driftwood in uh of Monte Cristo.
3: We call him Satana. Yeah, and one of the cooks in waiting. I don't know his name yeah oh but, <laughs>
1: guzman it's like yeah it's a, yeah the guy, guzman yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, the it's guy. i went to the college and community
2: <laughs> yep, <Guzman>. yep, yep. <laughs> yeah that's who i always think of is like doing the Roxanne thing and i know it's not him no but it's that's definitely just, not no him. it's not but that's <laughs> like always where my mind goes for some reason but he's in know, that
1: movie man. isn't he yeah uh <laughs> he is in that movie i believe but that's why i thought was funny like you're saying all these names and i'm like i'm like John Favreau was not the guy singing Rock Stan. I'm like, no, no. way! <laughs> My mind just went blown. No. Uh, all right, all all right. so all let's done. take a look
2: at the box office. So um, this had a budget of forty six million. It was released on May twenty fourth, two thousand and two, as we already said. And at the box office, it actually ended up doing really well hundred and thirteen point eight million. So I would call that really, really great. Um, looking at the Rotten Tomatoes score, we have a critic score of 92%, with an audience score of 77%, IMDb score 7.2, and a Letterbox, uh score of 3.5, which I agree with. This is the score that I gave this movie on Letterboxd as well.
1: Do you think that the critics were still flying high in Memento and like going, oh, this guy's going to be great? Like, you know, just kind of being like really generous with the situation? I don't know. I mean, we could, let's talk about how everybody's feeling about this movie, I guess, first, but. I just think that uh what is it, ninety-two percent on rotten tomatoes? That seems
0: That seems really high. Really
1: high to me. Sorry, yeah, like yeah. so seventy seven percent kind of seemed about right to me, but um I don't know. Ninety two seemed pretty high, but whatever. What is the metacritic score on this? Does anybody know off the top of their head?
2: It's
0: Oh, I thought I had that in here. I always uh, felt like Metacritic is. score is the 78. thing. Uh,
2: 78. See, I always felt like Metacritic, that was the thing that I was like, okay, that like that always has felt like the most realistic to a movie where I do think Rotten Tomatoes, sometimes you have
1: these like large gaps, but 78 feels accurate to me. Same with 77. Chris, can you give me a quick rundown on like, what that means, like as far as what's a Metacritic score, what's a Letterbox score, what's all this? So,
2: yeah, yeah, so Letterbox is just going to go basically by average ratings um, by users. Um, Metacritic actually users has... Users of
1: Letterboxd or users yeah, of... Yeah,
2: yeah, users okay. of Letterboxd specifically. Yeah. Um, and I think similar to Rotten Tomatoes. The thing that, the, the couple things that I know about Metacritic and the reason why I feel like I trust them a little bit more is that they have a little bit more... Um, rational, like, rationale behind their their math for how they do it. So, basically, they're, um, and I can't speak intelligently to what their actual, um, like,
3: algorithm, algorithm
2: is. Uh, but ultimately, like, what I've found is that I've seen much larger or much more, um, I guess, greater disparities on Rotten Tomatoes between, like, the critic mm-hmm. and audience score than I've seen on, like, the Metacritic score. And I I chatted with another friend that is pretty into movies. Um, And he's, he's kind of said the same thing. He's like, man, like the way that the algorithm works for um, specifically for Metacritic just seems as though it's more. I'm going to need your algorithm. Write (laughs) it on the window. Uh, It just seems like it's more—it's more more realistic. But,
1: um, but yeah, I've (laughs) always—I've always always appreciated the Metacritic score a little bit more. God, Chris, I just want to hang out with you more so I can hear you say "algorithm." It just turns me on. Wow! And also, yes, you sound very intelligent. So, thank you, thank you for that rundown. There's a lot of times you guys are talking about that, and I'm like, I am going to act like I know what's going on. So, thanks. Mm -hmm definitely not intelligent i feign intelligence well
3: james i thought you were just like playing dumb to get him to explain it for good content so you good on yeah you. that oh. was awesome
0: keep it up james
1: yeah <laughs> underperform overdeliver.
2: <laughs> except for in bed you're great
1: there <laughs> whoa you know.
0: Yeah, I'm just um looking through, so the Metacritic scores, I'm just going to, I scrolled all the way down to the bottom where the uh, Baltimore Sun gave it a, I think they, they, whatever, they base everything from like a 0 to 100 score, I don't know necessarily know if this is what the Baltimore Sun gave it, but in a 1 to 100 score, they gave it a 38 out of 100. It says Nolan pushes the Twilight Zone at atmosphere so hard that it loses its capacity for mystery when it's not assaulting us with jolting alley visual impressions of fatigue. Wait, am I writing? Never mind. Is this Never for mind. Interstellar? <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> Oh, you know this is insomnia. Oh my God, I thought it was Interstellar. I know when you're reading, i like, this okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's for insomnia. I'm sorry. That's when I, while I was reading it, I was like, is this the right one? But yeah, it's for the link that I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm excited for you it? to read the exact same like whoever Thing wrote that again? to the other uh, to Interstellar, and it's like geez, it's it. copied and pasted. <laughs>
0: Uh, anyway, says when it's not assaulting us with jolting audio visual expressions of fatigue, this movie plays like a pedestrian response to David Lynch's effortlessly eerie Twin Peaks. Let's see. here. Then you got somebody like the New York Post who, uh, you know, this is 100, a rare case of an American remake that actually improves on a European movie. Coming from the New York Post, I'm thinking this is like the idea of like everything American is better.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, did anybody watch the other movie?
0: No, I didn't, but I like the because you know, I have
1: to, just like all things, like even like Chris was talking about earlier, like what the killing, I have mm. to assume that their version, even though ours was great, I have to assume theirs was original and better. Yeah, I it's have like not the, seen uh,
0: the uh Swedish version of um like the growth of dragon tattoo.
1: Yeah, see the Swedish. Yeah, I've seen that. and That was way better. Yeah. One hundred percent, and and as much as I love uh, Fincher on that one, and I appreciate it, but it oftentimes that's why I was curious if anybody watched this movie. Oftentimes, when we do that as Americans, we it feels like we take a shot for shot of what actually was done on the other movie, um, or it's too similar sometimes. And I I always just think, like, why aren't we just taking the same script and making it our own?
0: It's uh, well, maybe it's because. I think, for example, this, this is like a big picture company grabbing like a hot director coming off, uh, especially coming off of Memento yeah. and like, OK, we're going to you're going to make us a summer because this site like came out in the May. So like a summer blockbuster film, right? Like nothing too crazy. He didn't write the script for this. It's just going to be just a really good movie, right? It's just kind of flawless. It's a remake. Let's bring in yep, big names. Describe. Al Pacino. Robin yes. Williams is doing the yep. bad guy thing
3: now. Right,
1: that is true. This is like his first movie being the bad guy. Like,
3: was it the first? Didn't well, did he do he, this like, before? Or after that photo, one that, hour like, photo, it came out movie. the same yeah. year. It was the right? same. Yeah, I was gonna say it's within. Yeah, so the it was year. this turn into bad guy for a little bit.
2: Well, I also think he was like trying to just stretch his range, right? Like, yeah. I think he was trying yeah. to show, like, hey, I can do more than just a comedy. Um, you know, I feel like he did that with. Um, he did Good the Will yeah,
3: He did. Same he did Death to Hunting Smoochie That's like. Well, yeah, uh, he did. He was did... the same year, two thousand two, I think.
1: But he was hilarious in Death to Smoochie. God, I loved him. <laughs> yeah, in That Death movie
3: was so, so good. So good. Is John that... Stewart's best, Danny, Danny best movie acting
1: happened,
2: movie?
3: Oh, and give me Ed Norton all day, every day.
2: Oh God, Ed,
3: I wish he's so good. I wish you
2: were decent to work with. That'd be great.
1: I know. Like, was it like? Do you think he? It's the same character from Moonrise Kingdom, like Edward Norton's character. He's like, he went from being camp counselor to, okay, I'm going to be a kid's host.
2: <laughs> I've never right. seen Moonrise Kingdom because I, oh. I don't like Wes Anderson, but I'm sure it's the same. Exactly. Oh.
0: <laughs> Not even after making you watch four of them, you still don't like Wes? I
2: think I, I have a greater appreciation for what he does. And I will say to, like, I absolutely I really liked Grand Budapest and I would watch that again. I thought Sweet. that was incredible. That right there is a trophy for me that makes me feel incredibly interesting. That is a huge win for case. And that is
1: about it. I thought and I thought that movie was And really, Christopher really Goes cool. Anywhere, which I know that you and I disagree on all the movies. Uh Moonrise was probably one of my favorite ones of West. God,
2: I tried I, I literally tried watching the first like twenty to twenty five minutes um and just had to turn it off. There's, like, there's a couple movies where I just know, like,
3: this isn't going to do it for me. Just too much whimsy for you? Yeah, I don't know. There's just something <laughs> about it. But nicely, like... <laughs> it's very, like, kitschy, whimsy. Yeah. It's like, I don't I know. I think it's... I need
0: to change your introduction case to he loves everything whimsy. I love whimsy. whimsy.
3: But, like, Mad Max was the same thing. My
2: wife and I, we watched, like, 45 minutes of Mad Max, and it was the same thing. Like, we just couldn't do it. And I don't oh, know man, why. I just feel like there are, there are certain movies that I just know pretty early on like this isn't going to be a fit for me um but no
1: i i thought grand budapest i was really impressed by that but case, yeah so i could not get into i'm so excited for in case loves everything whimsy and then you're just gonna <laughs> start listing things like <laughs> david the gnome <laughs> like <laughs> Eternal sunshine the spotless <clears throat> mind oh
2: i
3: love that movie
2: <laughs> has like anybody Hort. has anybody seen the new kaufman film by the way
1: are you talking about that Who? preview, the one with it like I? It's not I will kill myself, but
2: yeah, it's like I've given up or something. But it just yeah, came out. I think oh, I think on it Netflix. came out today. Really good. Oh, it's on Netflix. No, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It. Ju- I think it just came out today or within oh, like, I just the last the couple of like,
1: days, three days ago. And I was like, oh my god, yeah. I mean, with like really Jesse Jesse things.
3: Plemons or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Is that what it is. I'm Damon. Of ending things.
1: Yeah, that is that
2: is what it is. I'm thinking about ending things. I've actually heard really, really good things. I think it's got a, a pretty high score right now, too, on... Um, 7.5 out
3: of 10 on IMDb. No, I think... Metacritic l- is 78.
2: Oh, okay. That's pretty good, though. That's yeah, good. I was looking at something yeah. earlier, and I thought it was higher, like in the 90s. Um that might just came out, so it needs a higher sample. Yeah. So speaking
0: of movies, uh Grand Budapest Hotel, you said you would love to watch that movie again. How about one movies that you would just watch once and you say, all right, that's a good movie, but I don't need to watch that again. That's how I feel about the movie Insomnia. Thoughts? I mean, <laughs> I looked at this movie, yeah. I mean, I probably wouldn't say that I wouldn't ever watch
2: this movie again. I thought this movie was interesting. I thought it was a little bit slow. I think that's one of the one of the things, in my opinion, that's kind of derailing it or is a deterrent is I just thought it was slow. There um, were a few
3: times I I reached for my com- I was watching it on my computer. I reached for my mouse to like skip ahead a minute, just thinking a scene was dragging on or was that? Yeah, I, I totally yeah. get what you're saying. But I, I think I
2: think there were some really really great like moments in this movie. Um, the first like the first one I really loved the intro to this movie. It reminded me a lot of, um of Kubrick when it comes to, uh, God, sorry. What is the,
3: you mean the intro, like flying in, like the, yeah. The... Flying
2: over like, uh, yeah, like that the glaciers. Is that, kind of shot is that called? Well, no, just this like very, very like scenic shot. And, um, it reminded me, God, what's the hotel Kubrick movie? I can't think right shining. now. Guys. Like it reminded me of the intro to the shining where you see like these like really beautiful, beautiful things. And you've got like all of these glaciers and they're kind of like flowing the airplanes flowing between, between um, a bunch of like the different like shots of like the Alaskan wilderness. Um, I thought that was really cool. I really, really liked um, kind of the first scene that you saw um, Al Pacino's character dormer engage with, um, with the, like the, at the time, the boyfriend of the the character and like where he's like, no, we're going to go to the school. And then they have their kind of exchange at the school. And I, I thought that was absolutely amazing. I love that. So like, I feel like the movie had its moments where it's like, Oh, that's really cool. Or that's an amazing shot. Um, but I just, I think it was slow. And um, I really, I really liked Hillary Swank's character. I am not a Hillary Swank fan by any means, um, but I really, really liked her in this movie. I thought uh, Robin Williams was really interesting in this movie. You know, the one thing that I feel like they could have really played on um, was continuing to push that. Like, I don't know. I feel like we learn too early that it's Robin Williams' character um, who is the Agreed. one. Yeah. But I feel like I don't like like. I think they have moments in this that movie, like 45, 50 minutes in. That's fair, but I also think, like, you look at like a movie like Seven, right? Like, where I feel like they do a really good job of continuing to like build and build and build, and then finally you find out, like, oh, it's John Doe, and who is John Doe? Like, I, I just think they could have built that more, and I think that would have encouraged the engagement of the of the participant um, more than than what this movie did, but. You know, I think I think that's a strong, strong stance to say, you know, is this movie not worth another watch? I don't know that I agree with that, but I don't think it's a movie that I would watch annually or whatever. I think once every couple of years would be fine. I think it's an interesting movie. I liked it, actually, Um, but I wouldn't watch it every year.
0: Yeah, for me, (laughs) I had moments of because just knowing that this was a Nolan film. And it has to deal with a guy that is not sleeping. There's a part of my brain that's thinking, okay, maybe like the Robin Williams character. Dude, same Really, really the isn't. Whole him. Time maybe it's I was like, waiting for maybe that. Maybe it's him Insomnia the old time. Yeah. He's a like a bad cop. You know, like I was waiting for yeah. that. Especially because there's a scene where they're on the ferry and they're Robin Williams and De, um, not De Niro. Um, Pacino. Pacino. <laughs> We should do, I was going to say we should do maybe top five Pacino movies again for Devil's Advocate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> advocate. Advocate. write yeah, right down to pay that because you've
1: been practicing all day. Yes. <laughs> nice, I love it.
0: But there's a scene where they're on the ferry and there's like they're talking to one another and there's like a pull between them. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is like the split personality or yeah, he doesn't sleep. Then like I was like, no, it's just kind of like pretty straightforward.
3: That's actually a good point
0: because that (laughs) was something that I actually ended up appreciating
3: about this is that they didn't play up. Like, yes, he wasn't sleeping and that affected him and his personality and what he was. But they didn't like have him hallucinating the whole time or or seeing things. To me, they didn't really play it up too hard until the very end when he was like seven days on no sleep and driving to go save Hillary Swank. Then he started seeing things. And I thought that was an amazing build. Yeah, to finally get to that point where he hallucinated. So I I thought thought that was a really good use of that.
2: That was a really good gradual build of Mm -hmm. like, because I think they could have overplayed that easily. And the other thing I just want to make a quick comment on before we go to to others too, is like, I think another thing that I really appreciated is the idea of like, I'm not inherently a bad guy. I think we look at, you know, uh, the reasons or the the explanations for why um, Robin Williams character did what he did. But then you still had at the same time, like this uh, this protagonist, right? Like dormer supposed to be like this good guy. He's a cop. But then there's all of this intertwining with like the internal affairs and him being looked into. And then you like slowly kind of see this degradation of like him, like, Planting evidence And like maybe he isn't as good of a guy As you think and then there's this kind of interplay Between both characters of like Hey we're just doing what we have to do To survive or things got Out of hand and we weren't expecting it But like you can kind of feel for both Of these characters in regards to The idea of like it was it wasn't especially premeditated but it happened and now we're trying to deal with it and, and put things back together which I really liked that interplay I liked the idea that it felt like for a brief period of time that there was some like mutual respect of like hey I'm not a murderer I'm not a whatever but this is no but is see, Pacino
3: best- I think was playing that up because there's one line where he said and that's why I think he shot it he played his hand and said like it took you five minutes to beat her to death. You know, I made one bad, you know, gunshot, you know? So he was explaining like, yeah, you might have, have gone too far, but it, you, you were going too far for a long time and you had a lot of time to go back, but you still mm-hmm. did it. Cause you're a, a murderer. But don't you think like that made the, the movie more interesting
2: to understand oh, 100%. Or to see yeah, the yeah. dynamic? Like that's the thing mm-hmm. that I, that's the argument that I'm making is like, I talk about it being slow, but I do think that there's something to be said about this idea of, like, good versus evil, and you have a cop versus, you know, uh, a murderer, ultimately, in the the film, but this idea of, like, hey, we're really similar, and we've both done terrible things, and, like, I think the way that they make the ambiguity on whether or not he shot his partner on purpose due to the IA investigation versus... um, versus he shot him by accident because of the fog. Like I think they play that up really heavy and I actually like that. I think they make it really uh, ambiguous on like whether or not these people are good people inherently or bad people. Did they mean to do it? Was it on purpose or was it in the heat of the moment? And I think that to me really um, exemplified and, um, and made this movie so much more interesting and enjoyable for me is like that play on like how, where are we is, as far as our morality goes?
3: Well, and the point you just made too about, um, you don't know if he shot his partner or not on purpose. I actually, that didn't really cross my mind until he was like saying that at the very end where he's like, I'm not sure anymore. You know, that whole thing. It didn't actually occur to me that, Oh, he, he just shot him on purpose. Cause they played it up oh. that he was chasing Robin Williams but then they kind of show that he wasn't really sure what he was. I don't know. It was kind. Of, I thought that was a cool kind of twist at the end to me because I wasn't really honing in on that until the very end. Sure, I
2: I thought that earlier. I guess I'm curious. Did others people? Did other people wait? Did that Did that reveal itself later on in the movie, or did other people think of it earlier as well, like halfway through the movie?
1: No, when they're talking about, I mean, when Pacino was talking about um, how he was. I mean, he, he talks about it later, but. When you see his partner visibly afraid of him, like uh, uh, when this the scene happened and Pacino looked genuinely shocked, like I think in that moment, I was like, I'm like, no, I think that's an accident. And like now he's just like now he doesn't know what to do with himself. And then even at the end, when Pacino's like, I don't even know anymore, I think that's just the deliriousness of like seven days, no sleep is just like, I don't know. I don't even care. Like even at the end, like. When he was, uh, you know, when he shot laying there dying and um, Hillary Swank's like, no, don't go like don't go to sleep. Like keep your eyes open all this. He's like, no, I just want to rest. I just want to rest. Like at the end, I'm like, I'm like, God, I would just be like, yeah, it's over. I'm just like, (laughs) I'm going to drift away and drift to (laughs) sleep at this point. Like the whole movie, I felt like I felt tired at the end of the movie because not because the movie was boring by any means it was because i'm like god pacino's eyes i just want to close them for him like he just seemed so tired the whole damn movie for me um as far as a one watch like chad kind of brought up in the beginning yeah i hadn't seen this movie since the theater and that's kind of why i wanted to throw it in the nolan verse of this uh podcast because um, I just didn't remember it very well. And then also, uh, you know, why hadn't I watched it so long? Because all the rest of Nolan's movies, I mean, with the exception of Memento, which I had seen, I mean, several times before this was just, I'd seen it once, had to watch it again, but the rest of Nolan's was movies uh, between Interstellar, Prestige, Inception, like I've uh, any of the Batman movies, like I've seen several times. So like, it's, I was like, I think this is probably my least favorite of his, uh, but I couldn't remember why, and I don't have a dispute with it. And just like you guys are talking, I'm all on board with this movie. I enjoyed it. I think it was really well done. Uh, it's just not one I need to go back to as far as a cop trying to find a dirty author. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah,
3: yeah I've got yeah. some qualms. I yeah. can I can bring up some. I mean, I thought it was okay, good. Sure. I think I'd give it a, you know, three-ish. I don't know if I'd watch it again. I think the first thing that I, that I thought, and I, I can't stop thinking this, is that The whole premise of everything, right, kind of hinges on the fact that they screwed up catching Robin Williams at the beach, right? They screwed that up. He got away. And then, you know, he, you know, Hap got shot, all this stuff Um, is to me. That just that seemed unrealistic the way that they tried to set up that cabin. I mean, if you're going to if you're going to trap someone, wouldn't there just be a cop in the building to, you know, oh, you walked in to get the bag. Psych, here I am with a gun. Hands up like they surrounded this d- desolate cabin and then he snuck out through the bottom. That alone, I found, I found to be slightly unbelievable. Um, and that kind of was the, the catalyst to drive most of the rest of the story. Right. So that's my one qualm. And, and it, I, I got past that pretty quickly because you know, it becomes a good thriller that you're, you're trying to figure out who done it and all this fun stuff. So, you know, I got past it, but I thought that pretty early on that, that the whole, like, reason this is all happening I felt was a a slightly a stretch a little bit
1: well even if we take away the whole like Pacino shooting Hap situation like let's say that that never happened like so now Robin Williams isn't considered a cop killer when now oh they really want their vengeance like didn't they ultimately find him out of more police work again like because the only thing that that brought with Hap was like Al Pacino covering his tracks but otherwise I don't think that uh Robin Williams contacting Pacino Really was the catalyst of them meeting. Like I think that with the police work, they would have got there. <laughs> so one thing, one thing that I think that is
2: that is needed um, about uh, De Niro shooting Hap is the very last like sequence where you know there's this idea of admiration from Hilary Swank's character towards al pacino's character towards dormer um you know she talked about like following all of his cases for early on having done her case study on his um on one of his uh you know cases as well like there's very distinctly this idea of admiration between a younger um, police officer, officer in like this older police officer that's really made a lot of headway and, and done some really amazing things. And if you think about about it, like the play is that Hillary Swank's character is like sorting this out in her head, like she's finally realizing, like, oh shit, like Hap was shot by Dormer. And at the very end, uh, Hillary Swank's character is getting ready to basically sabotage things because she doesn't want to repute doesn't want to harm the reputation of Dormer's character. So she's going to take that bullet and throw it away that she found that basically is vindication of the fact that Dormer killed Hap. And he says, no, don't lose your way. And in my opinion, like that's a really powerful line, like basically showing remorse for all of his previous actions and the things that he has done and showing like, Hey, I've made a lot of mistakes. Like you are a good cop. Don't fuck this up. Like you, you, don't lose your way and i think in my opinion that's a really powerful line And i think that's a big reason you talk about like you know could this movie continue without hap dying that way like yeah it probably could but i think that adds an additional layer or element of like character development and character involvement of like the fact that hillary swank's character is is trying to emulate in a lot of ways what dormer is doing and to hear that like don't lose your way and to hear that like my reputation is not as important as your moral compass is really an important piece of that film. Do you
1: think that like Pacino came in and was like, All right, who's the who's gonna be the deputy that's gonna be in love with me to this movie? Who like, yeah, we're not, <laughs> we're not going that we're not going that route. Sorry Al and like, oh like, in my opinion he <laughs> was, was just a younger girl going after him. <laughs> yeah. In my opinion, Hillary
2: Swank's best movie is certainly Karate Kid Four it's three by the way
1: it's the next karate kid dang it it is four it is called the next Karate. no kid. i know it is don't worry oh, i know sorry. my karate kid don't sorry. challenge chris on karate kid i'm not i'm not i'm sorry i apologize um also sorry chris when you were talking about that that kind of um just the ending scene that made me think so do you think that nolan's subtle twist on this was what really bit him was like the case that he solved like in the I don't know. Like I like to think of Pacino, like the case he solved in the seventies and that's what she did her case study on. Is that considered like a twist or just part of her detective work? Like, I feel like all the Nolan's movies have some sort of little thing to it. You know what I mean? Like this might be the only movie that doesn't question mark.
0: Are you saying, let me know if I got this wrong, but are you saying, cause I kind of had the same question to the case that, cause she was like a really big, like kind of fan of him, right? right. She's like listing off all these cases in the beginning of the movie yeah when she picks him up now yep. is she referencing the case that he's being called out on by like robin williams
1: i don't i don't know if he if she's referencing that case but like basically it's like if she wasn't a super fan of his yeah. she never would have figured out that he always carries that s- that separate gun right? yeah yeah, did, yeah 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 like it all yeah. fell into cuz she was there if she was never there in a part of this like it just like that was just like the perfect piece to that puzzle. And I didn't know if that was considered kind of a, like not a, like a big twist by any means, but like just kind of a subtle, like, Oh my God. <laughs> like kind of like the aha moment um, that Nolan seems to always have in his
2: movies. I don't know. I think, I think there was that aha, aha moment that you're talking about specifically as soon as she, figures it out in her head in at the very end she, she hugged him, him and, grabbed hug, his gun, right? and then checked yeah, that he yeah. had a backup gun and to me that was the aha moment like that was her confirmation and, and validation of yep i've got this right that is
1: his backup gun was when she checked his
2: yeah. was
3: he just so tired that he didn't like yes. feel her fondling him
1: I, th- I think he yeah. just, he just looked so numb to everything, like pretty much at that point. Like, I don't know how they were gonna even even at some point. Wasn't he gonna drive himself to the airport? I'm like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> and he was he was just drinking with them as well on like, seven days a no sleep, don't
1: sleep. <laughs> like four beers, whatever. Oh my god, I couldn't even imagine.
3: What about uh the hotel lady? Is she not like the quintessential '90s actress? She's in like everything, isn't she? As like a secondary character.
1: Laura Tierney, or whatever her name is. Yeah,
3: she's uh, in everything.
1: I like her. Uh, her. but my favorite role of hers was in Liar Liar.
3: Yeah, that. That's what I was in. A, I was trying to remember which one was she like the main love interest of. I was trying to help you place her.
1: So thanks. Uh, bud. <laughs> I do believe that she was like a late, like early two thousands, late nineties uh, actress, but not in a lot of movies. I don't
3: but know. hold on, speaking of her, so what was with that last scene? She was. He was trying to sleep and was throwing all that junk up on the window. She came in. He like you know spilled his guts to her about all this stuff and yada yada did she just end up falling asleep on his bed because he couldn't sleep like oh that was what happened there in the end
1: see that's what i think happened because like i was trying like during that scene i'm like is her hair messed up like is that the sign that like pacino's like all right pacino we're gonna give you one scene with a girl but nothing is gonna be seen on camera Like, like did he actually land somebody um i don't know um i'm not sure whether i think she did fall asleep on his bed after they were just talking or something i yeah. don't really know um because who knows what time of i guess i don't at that time i'm not sure what time of day it was yeah. uh because maybe it was 10 at night or whatnot um also with thank you for reminding me of that scene because when she came in and he was like thrashing around and trying to make the room darker and she came in and he's like it's too bright in here yeah. and which he <laughs> gave the line of it's dark or whatever she said. That is not what I thought was going to happen. Like I was convinced. I'm like, Oh, I think I remember this part. She clicks a button and then the blackout blinds come across and like, I like, and then I'm like, Nope, that's, that's gotta be the proposal with Ryan Reynolds. I was just but- going to say, that's the most
2: <laughs> annoying part of this entire movie is the fact that they're in a, in a hotel in Alaska where quite frankly, uh, they know that there is five months of uh, of, of sunlight, daylight, yeah. daylight, and they do not have blackout blinds. What? It's pre-Amazon, of,
1: man. Pre-Amazon, what do you do? Pre-Amazon, and also during that three months that they have of just darkness, candles. That's all the city has. It's crazy. What? I'm sorry. I was trying to riff with Chris, oh. and it was.
0: You know, <laughs> actually, I was going to reach out to my friend that actually lives in Alaska and verify <laughs> his own these things but was didn't I get a response but Candace if you're listening you missed out um there was a that that scene though too is like I think is um a line that I've heard actually my friend use before um maybe not verbatim but the the there are two kinds of people who live in Alaska the ones who are born here and the ones that come here to escape something um the idea of like is what she has told me is that when you're there people kind of give you this look of like what are you doing here? <laughs> like, why are you here?
1: Like everybody's <laughs> their, uh, their own witness protection situation. Yeah, <laughs> nope, <laughs> exactly. Like, nobody exactly. asks beyond what happened. Hey, right. what'd you do two, two days ago? So I know the music, did anybody think they just copied and pasted a memento? For the score.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I was yeah. going to say, I thought the score was pretty weak, so.
1: Oh yeah no well that's yeah. what i meant like well yeah. in in that I did, yeah well it is the same composer it's the same composer who did memento but also in memento i not believe i think it was either the following memento or this one like he didn't get paid because their budget was so low and i so i have to assume this is a dude from college and rode the coattails of chris nolan because he also did the music to the prestige Prestige,
0: yeah and he did but i was just
1: i was just thinking about him like where
0: i'm like it was just that yeah <laughs> This guy with like some like real simple like yeah. MIDI program or right, and so like synth or it
1: didn't bother me any. I mean, it's nothing. It's nothing by any means. It's great, but it didn't bother me. But all I kept been thinking of was, I'm like, God, this feels feels and sounds so familiar. And I'm like, I'm pretty positive this is just all the same tones of to memento. <laughs>
0: it's like but, a different key. Hey, no judgment.
1: Maybe he, maybe it is a copy and paste, and he got paid on this one. So good yeah, for him. Hell yeah. Right. Uh, so let's talk about Robin Williams as a dramatic actor so we are we are on board with him doing all these kind of, or when he started doing these one hundred percent yeah I agree he like he
2: he played the pauses so well like the couple times where it was him and dormer on the phone and you were able to like basically see the back and forth shots between the two like he he has acting chops he's able to to have tears he's able to break down he's able to play the pauses like he has chops and it's it's impressive and i i i respect robin williams a great deal for what he can do um yeah i miss him i think i just think he has a range that is incredible where he can do he can be crazy and funny and and off the wall I mean, if you watch any of his stand-ups, like, frankly, sometimes they're hard to watch because I just feel like they're so all over the place. But then you see something like this, and you're just like, holy shit, like, how do you have that range, that ability to be completely insane and all over the place and, um, yeah, and just crazy, and then be able to, to rein it in and have a very dramatic scene where you are... um where you're trying to elicit these emotions of sadness
1: and, and do it so well. I think he's great. Yeah, I know he's fantastic. One of the trivia things from IMDb was Robin Williams later said that his isolation on filming on location in filming in location in Alaska contributed to him falling off the wagon and uh, starting to his drink relapse, which oh, no. a little sad that he did a shoot like this. And then that caused that. Um, yeah, super sad. But let's bring it back just to that- Go ahead.
0: Positive. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say there's this that documentary too that just came out. Um about Williams? Yeah. Oh, I'd I'd
1: be interested. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, it was just um caught it on a today show. (laughs) 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 let me just look that up quick. Uh,
1: do you think that Pacino was like once again, I like to think that Pacino is all high and mighty going into this summer new blockbuster with this new big director and is like all right, who am I playing against? Mork for Mork? What? Just like all upset. <laughs> uh,
0: da, 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 da.
2: Robin's a witch. Well, let me ask you, had if he that, done Had he anyway. done Jack at this point?
0: Probably. Yeah, that was like a nate. Ooh, then he's was no like longer 90s. expected. So that was like a
2: 95 movie. movie. Ooh, boy. Yeah.
0: One thing so I was going to say, movie. though, uh, I did, was reading some like uh, comments that Nolan was making about Robin Williams and saying that when he does movies, like especially with big, bigger actors, as he starts to go through like the film and doing like the edit, he, he can start to peel back the layers and like see the, see the actor like acting versus like, he can kind of like start to see through that role with Robin Williams. He said he couldn't see that he just was so good at his craft and he could not like peel back those like layers and actually see him acting. Everything was seemed like so natural to him. Um, I think it's huge coming from like Nolan, like the pedigree of um, talent that he's worked with. That is really cool um, comment. What was the documentary, though? You said it earlier and I missed it. Robin's Wish.
1: Robin's Wish. OK, I'll have to check that out.
2: How many comedians exist out there or how many comedians can you think of that can like, like that have that range where they can be like really funny and playful and crazy and yet do these really like serious things and i i mean the couple that i think of is jim carrey jim carrey yeah so i i think of jim carrey Um, i think of adam sandler i mean i think uncut gems is a huge call to this i think love what
1: Oh, I thought you were joking with Adam Sandler, but I also haven't seen Uncut no. Gems. Oh, Uncut
2: Gems? <laughs> Holy shit. No, absolutely. I, I've heard a rumor. I just haven't seen it yet. In, in I, I, no, I'm not kidding when I say I think Adam Sandler for sure. Um, I do think Seth Rogen. I think Funny People, if you had the opportunity to see that with Adam Sandler oh, again, I thought yeah. – I thought Seth Rogen did a great job in that or even 50-50 when he did um, 50-50. But like, who else can you think of that? You're like, wow, you are a comedian first that have been able to to really shift gears and play a very serious role in a movie that has
1: turned out really well. Mm -hmm. God, I'd have to do some research. Nobody comes off the top of my head. I was surprised you could name the uh, two or three that you did.
3: Uh, Throwing back to Jim Carrey, did anyone else? Uh, see and enjoy "Man on the Moon." I thought that was a really good performance. Yes, that
1: was that was like I was surprised that wasn't up for an Oscar that year. It was up for Golden Globes. I think it might have won Golden for Golden Globes, but I was really surprised he wasn't up for Best Actor that year because that was definitely his movie. And also, did anybody watch that documentary "Jim and Andy"?
3: No, I see that's that, that was hard actually for me to watch. That was it's,
1: it. It's it is hard to watch because it's like you are getting angry for. Everybody else being around him during. That I don't time. like Jim Carrey, frankly. I think he's fucking nuts.
2: He I is really do nuts think now. he's fucking he's, nuts, oh, he and is, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot like every interview that I see him in. I'm a huge, especially under, lately. Yeah, well, lately he's is what I was going to say. It's like when he did the thing with comedians and cars, and I was going to say I'm a huge fan of comedians and cars, but I also feel like Jerry Seinfeld is getting weird to the point where I'm getting uncomfortable. Like, I feel like he's got some really like underlying homophobic and like i don't know i think whatever but like did you say hobo phobic homophobic i'm sorry maybe i said hobo phobic i'm not sure maybe i'm slurring but homophobic things (laughs) um but uh but i i do feel like his interview with jim carrey where like they go to this uh this coffee shop and like jim carrey chooses to like stand on the stand on the table and then like try and shoot his cream into his coffee mug like 10 feet away or eight feet away is super strange. And then like all of the stuff that he's doing with his paintings, like I think Jim crazy, Jim Carrey is crazy. And I don't know.
0: Oh yeah, definitely.
2: It's hard for me to think <laughs> of a recent Jim Carrey movie that I'm like,
0: Oh wow, that was good. Yeah. It's, know, it's been a while. I think, yeah, you think he's definitely fallen off. And like, I've, it's like the recent, like late, like talk shows, like I've saw him like on Bill Maher, daily show, um, a couple others. And, He's always like in like this. Well, like everybody probably not, not right now, but he's like doing like zoom or something like in his kitchen and he's just fucking nuts. Like he's like talking about one thing and he's just jumps to another subject. And he's like trying to promote a book. Then he's not talking about it. He just sounds like he's, he's like, is he, uh, what do you call it? Uh,
3: he's um, definitely bipolar or something. Yes. He is no, Canadian. Like a, yes. <laughs> Canadian.
0: <Yeah. laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, what do you call it? The like, um, shit, like the church. Um Science? Is he like a Scientologist or something? No, I don't. He think seems think like he so. would. He would make the perfect Scientologist.
1: I apologize for our Scientology listeners.
0: Yeah, so
3: I don't because fuck Scientology.
1: <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I that,
2: watch actually. Going Clear, and you all are crazy. Are well,
1: that's I watch that doc. That is
2: nuts.
0: Hey, back to your uh, comedians and movie like um range. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chris, what about Bill Murray? Yeah, I mean, Lost in
2: Translation, beautifully done. Like, that is an amazing film. I would, yes, I think that is a really, really great uh, addition to that. I think, even, like, I think of Stripes. Like, I look at Stripes, and I think that is two separate movies similar to... um, Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, Full Metal Jacket, where I feel like you've got like the comedic part, which is like Harold Ramis and and Bill Murray at the very beginning um, and kind of, I guess, John Candy as well. And then you have like the second part of that where they actually go to war and there's still (laughs) comedic parts of that. But like it gets serious. Like, yeah, I think I think Bill Murray is a incredibly skilled actor. And I will absolutely to the end of time say one of my all time favorite Bill Murray movies is Zombieland. I think his cameo really in Zombie Zombieland zombie is so funny.
3: Oh, you've never seen Zombieland? No. Oh, oh it's, it's it definitely worth watching It's so good. It's
1: That's one. gonna be somebody's one. movie when we go on the next set. Chris to get back at your Robin Williams. So I am looking at nineties movies. So after Jack, he did have a series of like serious movies. So it was like Jack, then ninety seven was Goodwill Hunting, yeah. Love by What Dreams May Come, Patch Adams had its own quirkiness, mm-hmm. but I mean it was a serious movie um Jacob the liar um and then it starts in that that one hour photo death to Smoochie, insomnia like yeah he's got a bunch of fun, a bunch of movies in there so
2: yeah i mean like even like death to Smoochie is like a black comedy right so he still got to be like i mean he certainly did not play like as funny of a character but like it was but he still had some like op- sure. yeah like he had some opportunity like i just I look at a character and I mean, quite frankly, I look at his stand up and I think of like to be able to go from that stand up in and do the things that he's done and be able to be that dramatic is is really impressive. Um, yeah, he I'm very, very sad that we lost him when he did. But I am also really excited that he named his daughter Zelda. What a great
0: name. <laughs> and I'm thankful we get to talk about him and appreciate him now. Agreed. Bye Bye bye. bye, bye. Uh, Good morning, Vietnam. That was like in the first like batch of VHS tapes that we got (laughs) when we first got our VCR. It was like the Columbia House CBS video. It was one of the 10 you got. (laughs) Yeah, it was like eight or 10 for a penny. (laughs) God, so good. But yeah, what do people think of Just
2: as an aside, what do people think of Jumanji as uh, a Robin Williams
3: film? Yeah, Uh, nostalgically, I love that movie. Yeah, I
0: agree. I haven't that. seen
2: that in
3: a long time, but I, I tried rewatching it video. and I couldn't do it. Oh, really? It does not really, I mean, hold. The CGI is so yeah, bad. It does not hold up. Uh, too bad. But I mean, if you drank enough beers beforehand, you'd probably enjoy it or make it a drinking game.
2: But would you say <laughs> that about Jack?
3: <laughs> oh, gosh. We would have to make a very heavy drinking game to get through Jack. Yeah. like We'd have to time. start
1: with a, a, a. Like, there'd have to be a movie before. Every time Bill Cosby's on the screen and Jack, you have to
3: drink it. <laughs> what, what, what do you like least? Not to keep going down this uh, rabbit hole, but what do you like least? Jack or Patch Adams?
1: Like least? Patch Adams. I just watched it. Well, I got to say that because I just watched Jack about six months ago.
3: So Jack holds up. Patch Adams no good.
1: I don't know. I haven't watched Patch Adams in a while, but I didn't. That movie I just remember was really sad. Jack is hopeful.
3: Wait, Shut doesn't guys, he, like, get old and die really fast in the end anyways? You don't... <laughs> Isn't he, he, like, an advanced aging guy?
1: You no, know, he graduates high school as an old dude and jumps in the back of a... Uh, and then
0: presumably dies in a few cars. years. Well, presumably. <laughs> womp womp. I have no skin in that game. I haven't seen the other one. Anapa.
1: Yeah, you haven't seen Zombieland. God, if you saw Jack before Zombieland, I'd be very disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so what did everybody give this movie again? What are we talking about here? Uh, this movie for me, Insomniac, I don't know, 3.5. Like it, It's good. I just, I don't know. It's not great. It's not like one that I'm going to go to work tomorrow and be like, hey, guys, you know what? I watched this. You got to see it. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be like, oh, I watched this. It's all right.
0: For me, yeah, I, give a, I gave it a, a three on my letterbox you know it's not a bad movie it's not a great movie it's um for me it's like the perfect movie to watch when you're like home for like the holidays and like you always rent like the random movie and like after you watch you be like yeah that was good and that's that's the conversation you know it's you know i guess don't really have to talk about it again i'm impressed Boy. you can go home for the holidays and actually
1: get a movie in
2: well, I was gonna say I'm more impressed that you go for home for the holidays and then you're not watching the fucking bangers. Like, if I go home for the holidays, it is absolutely like Christmas vacation.
0: <laughs> well, like, everyone's seen that, but you you don't. I know yeah, there's like the bangers, there's like the ones that are always on TV too. But don't you ever want? like rent like a new movie? Like, go out and like actually rent something. No, my Got, like, parents are box?
2: philistines. They don't understand art or music. Mm-hmm like we we <laughs> just watched the things like basically literally and this is no joke like currently like right now like like last year literally right now i showed my mom for the very first time shawshank redemption she had never seen it and that was less than 6 months ago
0: Megan movies
2: Birds, movies thing, are like, not a thing that perfect. like my family appreciates outside of like siblings but like my mom and dad don't care like i was literally the one who showed her Shawshank redemption
1: chris it took megan's parents like several times where i I would be like hey we should watch a movie is there anything you guys want to watch and then her mom would be like i've heard good things about this Shawshank redemption i'm like it's fantastic i own it let's watch it and i'd always like bring it out and it'd be on top of the blu-ray player and then never would get (laughs) to it it like that like if this has started like a like a year and a half ago and then finally like two months ago we actually sat down and watched it so
0: yeah i want to so- i want to clear my clarify my holiday movie statement oh i'm though. sorry please. this is like something that's like a movie that's like easily agreeable like there's probably not much like you Know everyone should kind of like it, it's an easy movie to digest, it's not really difficult to watch. There's not like any kind of like crazy, like dream stuff and dream levels to remember, you know. Like, right, a, a, like
2: in, you know? <laughs> and, and I agree with that 100%. Like, the movie that was our movie when we used to do Thanksgiving dinner at my uncle's was we would finish Thanksgiving dinner and then we would watch um Crocodile Dundee, that was our like oh, yeah, Thanksgiving movie, and like. <laughs> that was like that's what I'm saying is like they don't have an appreciation as much (laughs) as maybe I do for in and that's probably I mean even that is stretching it because I think what I've learned from our podcast is that I don't have a great appreciation for film like others but like I just they don't they don't care like they want the simple shit like they're not going to watch a a movie like Insomnia um literally I remember that I tried to show my mom and dad uh, like I guess two movies that I've watched with my mom and dad where it was very evident that they were not getting it or didn't like it was a uh, Drive is one and they're like what what did we just watch and they thought it was the worst film ever <laughs> okay and then the second was uh, I I had my mom over uh, and we ended up watching um, uh, Spotlight and literally the first like forty minutes was just her consistently asking questions isn't and not mom, following along. Isn't your mom Catholic? Uh no, no, no. We grew up Lutheran. In what like now? in like she she I was like, why would you do
1: that? No, no, no. no. Yeah, she's not Catholic.
2: Right. We grew up Lutheran. And then she's like Lutheran in like the way that like ah uh, it it works for her when she needs it to kind of a thing. Like I wouldn't say like she's you know religious about it. Um, Right.
0: It's just something that she identifies with when she gets asked that one question.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah, that's 100 percent. But but yeah, those are those movies. So like to be like, oh, we're going to watch this movie at a holiday. Absolutely not. We need something more like Karate Kid or maybe Three Ninjas or Mighty Duck. Something that's very simple. There's not a lot of plot and everybody can follow it.
0: Would you go ahead and say that? I'm glad that you brought up Crocodile Dundee because uh, it reminded me me of the experience. I saw Crocodile Dundee as a double feature at a drive-in with uh, Star Trek 4. How baller is that? (laughs) No, it's how old are you? (laughs) I was gonna say I'm old, right? We already made that clear, right? I'm fucking old. Hey, would you
1: guys go ahead and say? Because I would. Uh, Crocodile Dundee 2 is a sequel That surpasses the first one in my opinion It's like the Terminator 2 Of action comedies
0: R- I don't even remember it Crocodile I Dundee can't Dundee.
3: say I've seen any of the Dundees
1: I can't fault you for that That's that's cool Way to go <laughs> Case Unlike when Chad says he hasn't seen something And I guff every time right. <laughs> who, who is the actor in the Dundees film Who is that Paul Hogan uh, Paul Hogan,
2: Paul Hogan. Okay, no relation to Hulk's Hulk. brother. Yeah. <laughs> Hulk's older brother,
0: Hulk's uh, alter ego.
2: No, I'm looking this at the uh, movie
0: poster for Crocodile Dundee Two, and uh, which I thought it was always like Crocodile Dundee Two, like colon something, but I guess it was just called Dundee Two. But it says, "World's favorite adventurer is back for more." Huh? Gets you excited, doesn't it?
1: Oh, it doesn't. <laughs> oh boy, my. Did you guys ever see that? Like, uh, I don't know if it was funny or die, but there was like a fake, like, "Hey, there's gonna be a new Crocodile Dundee movie coming out." It was like the son of the legend returns, and it was gonna be, a, <laughs> um, God, that guy from like Super Bowl commercial, wasn't it? Or is that what that was? Like, yeah. I just saw, I, I can't remember what it was from, but it was like the guy from like Eastbound and Down, yeah, in, like yeah. So, It was just okay. like an
0: advertisement for Australia.
1: Oh, is, okay, like travel I am yeah. totally making all this up
0: there. Yeah. <laughs> I got to got it. So for our next run of like whatever we're going to do next for the pod, I'm going to start I'm going to play a game called like, is this real or fake taking like um, uh, plots from the 80s? But this would probably be a good one. You know, I would take out the names and like the movie title. But this is uh, OK. Somebody someone is settling into his new Manhattan home when a South American drug dealer abducts his girlfriend. The drug dealer th- thinks images of his The drug dealer thinks images of his criminal activities taken by Sue's photographer ex-husband are now in her hands. The dealer takes Sue to Colombia and threatens her, hoping that she she'll give up the evidence. But intrepid Dundee, aiming to rescue Sue, is soon on the criminal's trail. So like the plot of the film is his girlfriend gets kidnapped from his Manhattan ho- or Manhattan, um, apartment, his home and by a Colombian drug dealer, which is so eighties. And <laughs> are there <laughs>
2: bear Cause bear is eighties.
0: Yep. I don't know. Probably. Right. Okay. That's from panic room, right? Uh, yes.
2: Well, yes. it's from panic room, but it's also from like the very first, uh, um, die hard i mean bear bonds was in like literally every 80s movie movie that you can think of i think sudden death van damme as well shit like that van damme van damme the movies that i'm going to choose um for when we do this are going to be things like uh jungle to jungle um or maybe uh going home for christmas (laughs) <laughs> sure, I mean it's don't be open the so. movie. <laughs> the, I can't wait; it's going to be really good. Or maybe the Phantom
1: with Billy,
0: Billy Zane. Zane. <laughs> oh <wow. laughs> yeah, What was that, Zoolander? Shut up, Billy Zane! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Casey, we didn't uh, hear anything from you. What do you mean? Thoughts on the film?
3: Oh yeah, I to- well, so I I only wanted I thought it was good. uh I wanted to throw some some water on the fire because everyone was heaping praise, so I, that's why I threw in my bit about how I thought the opening was a little unbelievable or the plot line was a little unbelievable. The other thing, it does feel pretty quintessential '90s, um, just the way it's shot and kind of I don't know. It just it it's kind of stuck in that era, which uh, I think the best movies transcend like the times they were made in, um, and they they make it it tries not to date it so well but it's tough because any movie you know pre-2000s the whole thing would be ruined with smartphones right because once once you introduce that the whole plot line's different i feel like um, that's the wire right with well, that that whole yeah. show would yeah and i haven't gotten to watch it so you're saying i shouldn't watch it now because it's just it can't hold up in the modern time I don't think it holds
2: up as well. I think it's still an incredible, incredible show. And if you think about what it did for TV, I think you should mm. absolutely watch it. But, it, I mean, it does not hold the same reverence or, or you know, as it did when you saw it when it first
3: yeah, came out. Yeah, even even so in this movie, there's one scene specifically where he has to pull over, go to a payphone, look through a phone book to find an address. None of that exists now. It hasn't for a while. Yeah. Um, but no, I, th- I thought, you know, I thought Al Pacino played his whole role really well. Um, you know, the conflicted detective. Um, I mean, I, overall, I think it was well made. It was a, a good story. I was engaged the whole time. Um, I just this isn't really my my bag. I'm not really into suspenseful thrillers. Um, so it's not something I would rewatch <laughs> frequently. I'm glad that I have have seen it. I don't regret watching it. But yeah, I give it a three, three and a three and a half. Based on Casey's
2: uh, statement, there I I rescind my previous offers and uh, my new offer is uh, Austin Powers, international man of mystery, as my vote.
3: God, don't you dare tempt me with fun! It is.
2: <laughs> it's is that a part of your bag, Casey? Is that is it's that in your bag? Is my bag,
3: baby? <laughs> <laughs>
1: another, another comedian starting serious movies? Because wasn't he in Bohemian Rhapsody? No. Yeah, he was, like, oh, was he? He was, he was in like Glorious
3: bastard. Like
1: their manager. Yeah. They're like Scottish we, manager. You in
2: Bohemian Rhapsody? Rhapsody?
0: Yeah.
1: He's basically unrecognizable. That's that's crazy. I I struggle with Mike Myers a lot. Is it because nothing can be as good as I married an axe murderer? No. But <laughs>
2: the the you, you don't
3: you didn't like Austin Powers? Did I? Yeah.
2: No, I like the first one. I like I liked. Um, uh, God, what is it? Uh, Wayne's World as well. But it's oh just like, yes, I just feel like like he he had no like uh, lasting power. I feel like he did a couple things, and then he was or like awesome I don't power. like and like. But there's a difference between like him doing that and like the Rick Moranis, right? Rick Moranis had no lasting power because his wife passed away, and he was like I'm going to be a good parent to my kids which I get, but like what happened to
3: Mike
0: Myers, was he's kind, kind of, of a character pony.
2: actor.
3: Yeah, he was, he would <laughs> yeah. do weird characters and that kind of, Same with his best
0: ones. And same with Rob like... Schneider, I feel like, but he, maybe Mike Myers also just like made a shit ton of money and was just like, okay, like I'm just going to back off on this stuff. And I'm just, I was like, going to say, he's
1: it. just living off Shrek money at this point. Yeah, right.
0: I mean, Shrek like, is awesome,
1: but I, I wanted to go back to something we brought up earlier. And I just want to give a, a clap. Like we brought up the movie seven and nobody said the tagline. Like, I, thanks, guys. That was awesome. No,
3: what? I don't understand what you're
1: talking about. We were yeah. talking about the movie seven earlier and nobody said what's in the box.
2: Oh, I oh. thought you meant um, the the first rule of Fight Club is that we don't talk about it. You're wow. talking about that one,
1: right? Yes, that is the one I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. Womp, womp. I thought I was impressed with this. I was
0: <laughs> All right. Before we go, I just want to thank you for downloading this episode of Movie Time Machine. Just to let you know that if you have any comments, questions on the content of this episode, or if you just want to reach out, send a message to MovieMachinePod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at MovieMachinePod. Thank you for listening, and goodbye. Bye. See you later. Bye. Bye.